Hi, everyone. This is Jennifer. Welcome to the Corporate Flight Attendant Podcast. I was a corporate flight attendant for six years, and I tell you the brutal, honest truth of this industry. This is season two, episode 13, how to work with a private jet mechanic. If you have anything you would like me to cover, email me at freespiritpodcasts at gmail.com. You can also DM me on Instagram at two inches off the ground and check out my FA products and service in the show notes. I'd like to point out my corporate flight attendant book in particular because it has all of these great resources. They're sent digitally to you in a PDF, in a book form. Everything's at your fingertips. And people who have bought the book tell me that they absolutely love it and it's helped them so much. So definitely take a look at that. And I'd like to read a review from Apple Podcasts. Keep those five-star Apple podcast reviews coming. They help me so much, you guys. They help this podcast so much, so thank you. This is from Mock Unlimited. I love the name. Great podcast, five stars. Hi, Jennifer. Thanks for giving us the opportunity to listen to your podcast. I'm a seasoned FA of 27 years. Okay, that's amazing. I have to stop for a second. Mock Unlimited, I'm curious to know if you're corporate or your commercial, but I love hearing that. And I love hearing different perspectives, experiences, tips, etc. It's also nice that you have a sense of humor and that you cuss a little. Love it. Keep this going and I'll stay tuned for sure. Respectfully, MM. All right. Love you, MM. Thank you so much. What a beautiful review. I've mentioned corporate mechanics here and there subtly and not so subtly, dropping hints on how to work with them. So I want to go through all of the tips today on how to work with a private jet mechanic. So let's start with the first tip. Oh boy. (laughs) This is going to sound like an insult, but it's not. So just wait for it because I swear there's a respectful uh, good end to this. Let's put it that way. The best advice I received is mechanics love gossip. They are absolute yentas. If you're too young and you don't know what that means, watch Fiddler on the Roof or <laughs> go look it up online. They know everything that goes on at that airport. So for example, if you're at Teterboro, you fly to Teterboro, New Jersey, they're going to know everything that goes on at Stewart which is less than an hour away up in New York. They're going to know everything that probably goes on at HPN, which is White Plains in New York and possibly over at the airports in Long Island. And then you have to think that if they work for a company where it's East Coast, West Coast bases, then they're they're going to know what goes on on the West Coast as well in LA. So they they talk. They know everything. Before you walk in the door, they just, they know everything about you. And that's because mechanics talk to each other constantly. If they work in a group, they do a lot of lunches together from what I've seen. And quite frankly, what else is there to discuss? I would do the same thing. Hell, I have four podcasts. So obviously I'm a gossip of some sort, right? (laughs) I go on these podcasts and I tell these stories. So I have to be a gossip as well. Are you going to talk about plain shit all day long? You're not. Who, who would? It's human nature to gossip. And when you have new people coming in and out constantly, it makes sense. Just be prepared that they know a lot about you. I have a non-flight attendant story that I think drives this one home. 
my husband and I moved to a small rural town. Now the town we're most associated with is a larger town, but our actual physical address, I don't even know if, no, there is a post office. I've been to it once. There's a post office. (laughs) You have to search in the woods to find it, but there is one. So we live in such a rural area that I went into town hall one day because I had a question about taxes. I've never met any of these people go into town hall. They knew my life story. They knew my husband's life story. They knew all about our property, the whole thing. So it it was kind of hilarious. And that's what I think of when I think of the mechanics is they just, you know, it's like being in a small town. They know everything. Most mechanics are really nice and friendly And I like many of them. I'm going to warn you that some mechanics are grumpy. Beware, they are grumpy older men. I'm going to be really blunt here because we've talked about race many times. They are grumpy old white men. (laughs) And uh, I've heard the rumor, and I think it's true from what I've seen, that these grumpy ones, they love to go to the hangar and stay in their offices all day, even though they really don't need to, to get away from their wives. Or is it the wives can't stand them and they send their husbands to the office? I don't know. (laughs) I don't dig into their personal lives. I thought this was a really interesting observation (laughs) that I found extremely funny. I'm sorry about my voice today. I'm going through a little bit of acid reflux again. So I do apologize. I'm trying to speak as best as I can. So please uh, just give me some grace and some leeway on that. So yeah, most mechanics are, are really nice, good people and inviting. All right, here's the big one that you need to know. Mechanics don't like being left out of the crew and rightfully so. The mechanics do so much for the aircraft, especially behind the scenes. For example, when you're in flight and you're not there, you're not in the cockpit and the pilots see a light comes on that's not supposed to come on or an alert comes on that's not supposed to come on, who do they call but the mechanic and the mechanic solves the problem. So it's really impressive nowadays what they can do with technology because the mechanic is on the ground figuring out what's going on on the aircraft. It's absolutely mind-blowing and so impressive that they can do that. So you have to understand that the mechanic works behind the scenes and does so all the time. So you always have to include a mechanic. And what do I mean by that? I mean, they are 100% part of the crew, so you treat them like the crew. How do people show love, at least in this country, with food, right? (laughs) So make sure you order a sandwich from catering for them. I would always order a breakfast sandwich or a sandwich for lunch or dinner and hand it to them as you're preparing the plane for takeoff. So for those of you who don't know the business that well, what happens is you usually get a one and a half to two hour call time. So you have to be at the plane at that time, the pilots open the plane and then you prepare everything. And keep in mind when you're preparing everything, For a lot of this, they don't have the engines on. So even if you wanted to like, hey, I'm going to pop this in the microwave for you, you can't do it. So you have to make sure you're ordering something where they can just unwrap it and eat it. That's a big deal. So it was always a sandwich for me. That was the easiest thing. If you're giving the pilots water and coffee, do the same 
for the mechanic or at least ask them. After the trip, if there's leftover food and you're packing it up for yourself and the pilots, pack a bag for the mechanic too. They love that. It goes such a long way. If it's a late night landing, sometimes the mechanic isn't there. So leave the bag in the hangar fridge with their name written on it and then text them the next day at a reasonable time. Do not text them in the middle of the night and say that the food is there. Take a picture of the bag sitting in the fridge and attach it to the text and they'll love that. That'll go so far. In certain situations, the owners like the mechanics to fly on trips, especially when they travel to exotic destinations in case something happens to the plane. I have a little bit of a digression here, a funny story about this. So, okay, let me let me back up. So you have that situation where the mechanic flies with the plane on certain trips, but then you have, you have the problem where the plane has broken down and now because they don't have resources at this you know airport, the mechanic now has to fly to the airport, which could be across the country, which you're about to hear the story about this, and fix the plane. So I was on a trip. We were supposed to be in Calgary for maybe a couple days and then head to Aspen. And I remember this trip because it was my birthday and I was super excited to spend my birthday in Aspen. The pilots and I were going to go out for a nice birthday dinner. I was really excited. We had um, gotten ourselves into a great hotel. It was just, you know, going to be the perfect work birthday, right? Plane breaks down in Calgary. We're there for a week. It's negative 30 Below, so it's not like we can go outside and do some fun things. It was too cold. We did go outside to the main street and walk around just to go to you know restaurants. From what I've seen of Calgary, I've been there several times. It's absolutely gorgeous. So if you can go, definitely go. I I love being there. But in that trip, there was nothing fun that we could do outside. And this is why I fucking love Canada. Right here, this story. So we we fly into Calgary, and it's 5 p.m. And I remember this specifically. So the pilots, you know, they they talk to the people at the airport and they're like, hey, we need one of your mechanics out here to fix the plane tonight. Need to come in. And they're like, no, our mechanics left for the day. They're done at 4 p.m. They work from 9 to 4. And the pilot was like, well, why don't you just call them and tell them it's an emergency and they have to come in and work? You know, like that's what would happen in the U.S. That's... <laughs> That would be the normal thing to do, right? You have a mechanic on call. They're like, no, we don't do that here. <laughs> so uh, that made the pilots a little annoyed. The mechanics did come in the next day and two days later, basically the plane was just sitting there. Nothing was getting done. The pilots finally realized it. They had to call out the mechanic who came all the way from New York to Calgary and fixed the plane. And it was hilarious because when the guy got there, the mechanic... We asked him, we're like, did these mechanics here do anything with this plane? And they're like, no. Like, they had no idea what I was even talking about. <laughs> so unfortunately, we got grounded in Calgary because of that. And again, this is why I love Canada is because they're like, you know what? We live our lives. Work comes second. And you got to, God bless that, right? So always uh, take your mechanic when you go into Calgary. That's <laughs> That's what I have to say. So sometimes not only do the mechanics fly, but they have to meet you or fix the plane or whatever it is. So you treat them like part of the crew, just like the pilots. 
However, in cabin, you will serve them like they are packs or passengers and you treat them like packs in flight. You make sure they're comfortable. If the other packs are laying down with jet beds because it's a long flight and duvets and pillows, you're going to do the same for the mechanic. If they are being served, which you know they're being served with the cloth napkins and the, you know, the fine china and the fine silverware, you're doing the same for the mechanics if they're in cabin. Absolutely. Because sometimes the pilots ask to be served with plastic um, dishes and silverware because they don't want to make a fuss, but you're not going to do that for the mechanic if he or she is in cabin. So that's something you have to know. And even if they decide to sit in the jump seat, you're still going to treat them really well. Don't treat the mechanic like a second-class citizen ever. They have a lot of power. They know everyone. They are not your maid. Sometimes FAs think it's the mechanic's job to clean the aircraft. I have never thought that. I have never put that on a mechanic ever. And it's really not. And the confusing part, I think, to certain FAs is mechanics and maintenance work together. And the maintenance is, you know, obviously the cleanup of the plane and the upkeep of the plane. So oftentimes that head mechanic leads the maintenance team. So that's where things get a little blurry and confusing for new FAs. But you should just always assume you have to clean up the plane unless it's routine that you know you're going back to home base, right? And they have cleaners and that's just the normal schedule. Then okay, that's one thing. However, it's always best to make their job as easy as possible. I worked for a company that had five planes. When we would go back to home base, three cleaners, actually three to four cleaners would get on the plane. They would, you know, strip all the beds, take everything off, do everything, clean the plane, restock it, wipe it down. A lot of times I had a 30-minute deadhead because we would drop off the passengers in one city and then deadhead meaning no passengers on in 30 minutes. So what am I going to do? Sit there and fool around with my phone, read a book, whatever. Why would I do that when I can actually help the maintenance crew, which is helping the mechanic as well? And I would strip the beds. I would arrange the seat belts. I would take all the glasses and everything and put them in crates so all they had to do was unload them. You know, I would take all the napkins. I put everything in the garbage. I would make this as easy of a cleanup for the maintenance crew and the mechanic because he oversees it as possible. I worked with someone in that same company. She was a contractor like me and she refused to do anything to help the cleaners. That was her attitude. She said, no, I'm not lifting a finger. It's not my job. And she did not work there for long because she had an attitude about other things. And eventually she just, you know, left because no one really liked her and they weren't calling her. So there you go. You know, I think that making sure you're a team with everyone involved goes a long way. I know the cleaners really loved me. They were really appreciative. So just go that extra mile. Mechanics have recommended me for jobs. Remember, and I've said this before, I've never had to use social media, LinkedIn, or anything online to get a job. I've received every single job through word of mouth and treating the mechanics well has helped with this because I know for a fact they've passed on my name because the people who will call me up for the new account say, oh, mechanic X told me about you, said you did a great job, you've received rave reviews, we'd love for you to come on and fly for us or whatever. So I just cannot stress enough that you treat the mechanics 
like one of the crew because they are and because they do so much and just treat them with the respect they deserve. And that's it. You know, I I swear I come on to this podcast so many times, these episodes, and I end with just be nice to everyone. (laughs) It's not that hard. Just be nice to everyone. Okay, so the next episode will drop Friday, October 14th, 2022. If you have any suggestions, let me know. I love suggestions. Until then, happy flying.